0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Good
2: evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. Tonight we are previewing previewing the Ohio State at Indiana uh, opener. It's game day, game day's coming up on Thursday, Uh, so very excited. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs, co-host TJ Inman, uh, will be along with us via phone shortly, so uh, hang on. Uh, Just uh, some PSAs to pass along uh, for Thursday for fans going to the game, Uh, parking lots open at 8 a.m., make sure you get there early, IU has been stressing that uh, for a couple weeks it seems, Uh, so you know, do uh, do that, get get there early, avoid traffic on 37. All four lanes uh, will be open on 37, I think, the entire way. So that that should ease traffic. Uh, College game day is set to be live inside the stadium. IU put out uh, an info uh, packet on that today. I will put out a link to that on Twitter. Uh, they said that fans can make their own signs. They have to be appropriate, of course. Uh, fans could also watch game day in the stadium. S- stadium gates open at at uh, at 5:30. Uh, you could enter uh, through gates E8, W2, and W4. So that's one gate on the east side, two gates on the west side uh, of the stadium. And the show is also going to be shown live on the video board in the north end zone. Uh, fans can sit in sections 31 and 32 to be as close. Uh, to the game day set as possible. Uh, fans will not be allowed on the field uh, for the show as teams will be warming up. But, uh, you know, after that, it, it should be uh, a fun a fun day. Also, College Football Countdown at 5 o'clock and College Football Live at 4 o'clock will also air from inside Memorial Stadium. Uh, now we welcome TJ Inman to the show. Uh, TJ, it is finally game week. Uh, we're finally... Finally, there. The countdown to kickoff ends tomorrow. How excited are you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pumped up. Obviously, um, you know, as I kind of wrote in my game article, there's there's no way around uh, the the excitement, the anticipation, and the just the weight of this game. Um, th- there's no way around it. You cannot sugarcoat it and I think that Tom Allen and Fred Glass have been uh, very smart in that they have pretty much embraced uh, what a great opportunity this is for this football program not necessarily in just winning the game which obviously is the goal uh, but just in the the, uh, overall attention and excitement that this generates and uh, the opportunity to uh, built your football program in the eyes of recruits in the eyes of just kind of national college football fans, and perhaps most importantly just in the eyes of the uh of the campus and in the eyes of the the local fan base uh it's It's hard to envision uh a larger opportunity um given to you at the start of the season uh, than what Indiana has in front of it Thursday night.
2: Yeah, and it's going to be a chance for Bloomington to experience. Now, IU's played in the Big Ten, so they they are a big time in a big time football conference. But this is them yeah. to experience a, a big time college football atmosphere that probably Bloomington hasn't seen in a long, long time, uh, with game day and everything being there. And and I, I just hope that that fans make it to the stadium and, and get there on time and get there early and create the atmosphere that this game deserves. Uh, and, and that's, that's my big hope from this. I did the weather's supposed to be good. So let's get into previewing the game. Uh, TJ, let's start with some matchups to watch. What is your, your matchup to watch?
1: Well, I do think that the first, you know, obvious one, um, that we won't spend a ton of time on as a matchup to watch just because it is such low-hanging fruit. Um, but, I mean, again, this is something there's no air around. Indiana's offensive line has to do an adequate job of standing up to Ohio State's defensive line. Uh, the Buckeyes D-line is one of the best units in the country, not just one of the best D-lines, one of the best units, period. Uh, they've got, Four or five guys that are potential All Big Ten players. Um, you know, Tyquan Lewis, Tracy Sprinkle, uh, Draymond Jones, Sam Hubbard are listed as the starters, which means that Nick Bosa and Robert Landers, who are tremendous talents in their own rights, uh, you know, those guys are rotating in uh, as fresh bodies. They go six or seven deep of just tremendous talents uh run stoppers, pass rushers, really a fearsome unit that could take over the game and render everything else a moot point. Uh so Indiana's offensive line has to be up to the challenge there and everything else is going to flow from, from that in terms of I offense versus the defense. And for me, if that pass or if that uh that offensive line can do a good enough job, they're not going to take Ohio State's D line out of the game. Uh, but if they can do an adequate job of just holding their own, uh, I think the, the key matchup for me that I'm going to watch is Ohio State's inexperienced secondary uh, and rebuilt secondary against the Hoosiers' passing game. Um, if if I use line holds its own, Richard Lego will have an opportunity here. Ohio State has to replace uh, you know three NFL players uh, from that secondary last year: Malik Hooker, Marshawn Lattimore, Gary A. Conley. All three are in the NFL now. Uh, The corners for the Buckeyes projected to be junior Denzel Ward and sophomore Damon Arnett. Ward had a really good number of reps last season, uh, enough that you could consider him kind of a returning starter. Uh, He's a guy that rotated in quite a bit in nickel packages and even rotated in uh, when they were, you know, up a pretty significant margin. Um, But, You know, again, he has not been relied upon as the guy in the secondary covering a number one wideout like he'll be asked to against the Hoosiers. Um, And then you've got uh, the backups are are either sophomores or freshmen with limited or no experience. Uh, They've got some really talented guys there that I think by the end of the year might even be starting. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda, Sean Wade are two of those players. But, you know, no experience for them at the D one level and Thursday night's a really huge stage uh, for them to get that first. You know, there's no easing into action when you're going up against Simi Nick Westbrook, Donovan Hale, uh, Sean Harris, Luke Timian uh, on, on primetime television, uh, in a really big game and what could be a hostile environment. Who knows? Uh, we, we could be able to say that for Indiana football. That'd be awesome. If we could, uh, so Ohio State saw some regression in their pass coverage last year. Um, despite that NFL talent, uh, pass, pass defense-wise, they were not quite as good as they had been the year before. Uh, they were still good, but there was a little bit of regression there. So, you know, you've, you've got a unit that regressed a tad bit in 2016, having to replace three NFL players. I think by the end of the season or even the middle of the season, that could be, uh, once again, a really dominant unit Particular with their defensive line in front of them and a good group of linebackers, but I think Indiana's getting that secondary at the time you want to get them. And uh, Richard Lego and the Hoosiers' uh, passing attack, I think, is going to have an opportunity to put up some numbers, and they're going to really have to if Indiana's going to have a chance.
2: Yeah, that was our, our own Alex Compton's uh, matchup to watch article today was Indiana's wide receivers. Uh, versus Ohio State secondary. So take a look at that on um, on, on HoosierHuddle.com. I'm going to go with Tigre Scales versus JT Barrett. In last year's game, JT Barrett absolutely killed IU with his feet. Uh, he couldn't throw the ball last year, and it, it seemed like that game started his season-long funk uh, throwing the ball. So, you know, Tigre, whether or not they're going to spy Tigre on, on defense uh, in that breed option game uh, – I'm under the impression that it is going to be Urban Meyer's offense with Kevin Wilson, uh, Kevin Wilson throwing or calling the plays. So we'll see how much different it is from last year's uh, Ohio State offense. Maybe there's some uh, a few different wrinkles, but I would force uh, or force JT Barrett to throw the ball uh, to to the, this young receiving core. And IU has a veteran secondary. So, you know, taking JT Barrett's run game away with Gray Scales is is my matchup to watch. Uh, of course, the, you know, as you said, low-hanging fruit was offensive line, uh, IU's offensive line versus the uh, Ohio State defensive line. And in our keys to victory, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but if they could keep Richard Lego upright and, and clean, uh, for most of the night, now I don't think they'll they'll shut out uh, Ohio State's defensive line, but if they can keep him upright, it, it'll go a long way towards a towards an IU victory. Uh, TJ, what are some of those uh, things that IU needs to do to win? Well, what's one of the things that they need to do to win?
1: Yeah, yeah. My first uh, first for me is going to be, uh, and you kind of touched on it with Tigger Scales versus Barrett, uh, containing the run game. Um, last year you mentioned Barrett really killed IU with his legs Uh, he had 145 rushing yards Ohio State ran for 290 Um, and Indiana had just 99 yards rushing which is 2.5 yards a carry Uh, Mike Weber is going to be the main tailback for the Buckeyes but do not be at all surprised to see the freshman J.K. Dobbins get uh, quite a bit of work there's been really a lot of buzz around him uh, and Mike Weber, there's, uh, he might not be a hundred percent. he's dealing with the, the hamstring issue. Um, so I think that JK Dobbins is going to get quite a bit of work and, um, word from Columbus is that the Ohio state coaches really think he could be a, a special player in time. Um, he's got really great balance and uh, was a well-regarded recruit coming out of high school. You know, of course he was, he went to Ohio state, um, I think that preventing Barrett from taking over the game with his legs is obviously going to be critical. In addition, IU's got to find a way to muster better than 2.5 yards a carry. Uh, If Indiana's outgained by nearly 200 rushing yards on Thursday night, like it was last year, I think you'll end up with a very similar result to what you had last year, which is Indiana, um, you know, losing that game by, by 20 plus points. Um, I don't think the Hoosiers can have that type of rushing discrepancy and expect to be around. I I agree with that, and and I'll go um, –
2: I'll talk about the special teams uh, part of keys to victory in a second, but being balanced on offense is going to be key for IU. As you said, you know, they they struggled with the run game last year. Some of that was play calling. Some of that was personnel, Uh, you, you know, IU created an early. IU created two takeaways that game uh, and got the ball inside the the Ohio State 15 yard line or so, uh, deep in Ohio State territory. And they ran Devine Redding up the gut. Now, there were some holes and he ran well early um, that maybe a faster back takes takes for a touchdown. Uh, It wasn't IU's offensive line getting dominated. It was. The holes were quick; they were there, but the running back wasn't as quick. I think this year's group of running backs, uh, despite what some people uh, say, uh, who who haven't watched them as much, I, I think this is a really good group. I, you know, there's every guy brings a little something different, but they're all they all have uh, more explosiveness than Devine Redding has had, and I think that's going to help especially with these holes that are going to close up pretty quickly with this Ohio state front seven, Uh, especially with Jerome Baker at at linebacker, these holes are are going to be flashes in the pan. And if he could hit hit a hole with a guy like Cole Guess or, or Morgan Ellison or or Mike budget, Devante Williams, those guys are going to get eight or nine yards where Devine Redding might have gotten two or three last year. So that should help. And just it'll keep the defense honest. IU's strength is definitely on paper is in their receivers uh, and in the throwing game. So instead of having Ohio state drop, you know, five or six guys, they're going to have to, if you could run the ball, they're going to have to play honestly to the, to the run. And that should open up the pass game a little bit more. I, I don't want to put a magic number on how many yards IU has to rush for. Uh, but if they could get to four yards a carry, uh, it'll go a long way as as well. Um, you know, you, you chew up a little bit of clock, you extend possessions, uh, and you keep that Ohio State defense out on the field, you rest your defense. And Kevin Wilson wanted to, to shorten that game last year, did it to a point, but he got too conservative. And, uh, you know, but shortening the game is good. If you could shorten the game and put up points, uh, that's the recipe for victory is chew up time and then score touchdowns. So uh, you know, being balanced on offense, throwing the ball uh and 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 running it at the same time is it, gonna be huge. What is your next key uh to victory, T J? Well
1: I'm gonna go uh I think Indiana needs to hit some big plays. Uh some and it now that that could come on offense, uh, which I think offense struggle to uh, to generate those explosive plays in 2016. You know, part of that was due to not having Simi Cobbs or Jason Harris. Uh, part of it was due to Divine Redding's lack of top-end speed. You know, and part of that's going to be just due to defensive schemes uh, taking things away from Indiana's offense and Indiana not being able to, to take the top off the defense. Um, IU's going to have to do a much better job of finding those explosive plays in 2017 And that starts on Thursday night. Uh, The big plays are generally, for me, they're considered plays of more than 25 yards. I do think Indiana is going to have to hit a couple of long 50-plus yard plays uh, to give themselves a shot. And big plays don't only have to come from the offense. You know, the defense forcing a few turnovers or the special teams unit making a few uh, game-changing returns or, or blocking a punt or uh, you know, figuring out a way to, to block a kick and do a scoop and score, as Penn State did against the Buckeyes last year, would really change that game. Going to have to have plays like that to pull off a mammoth upset like this. Uh, so for me, those explosive plays that just change momentum and galvanize uh, Indiana's crowd and, and the sideline, those are going to be necessary if the Hoosiers want to pull off the upset.
2: Yeah, I, I agree there and my next key was going to be they need to to make a big play on special teams. Whether that's blocking a kick, scoring a touchdown or a return, having a big return, getting a big field goal from Griffin Oaks, you know, uh, to to end the half or something or at the end of the game, they need one of those plays uh to kind of swing 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 the the pendulum in their favor. Um but to to go away from that uh they got to win the turnover battle. Uh, and it's something that IU struggled with last year. They were minus six in turnover margin. They gave the ball away 29 times. They took it away 23 times. Uh, from all indications, Richard Lego it has looked better in practice. He's grown as a leader and, and as a passer. So if he could cut down on the interceptions, if the running backs and receivers can cut down on the fumbles that they had last year, and the defense can continue to be that ball hawking defense that we saw last year, improved to this year, you have you know, Richard fan at three interceptions uh, in, in his career, uh, two last year. Jonathan Crawford is seven to his name. Tony Fields has a couple interceptions. Ashawn Riggins has a has a pick. Uh, Andre Brown is a nose for the ball uh tigre scales uh you know can make plays in space uh, against the pass and, and rip the ball out uh in the run chris covington could do that too uh and the defensive line at nate hoff and those guys they could all create um takeaways on defense and you got it that's how you steal possessions and steal points usually a takeaway uh, results in taking points off the board for the offense or uh giving the opposing offense great field position so that that's how you I'll tell you, steal a point. And then, you know, just, just getting something to spark this crowd as well. Uh, the, the, uh, an early interception, a fumble recovery like they did last year when Pat Doherty uh, recovered a fumble deep in Ohio State territory. A'shawn Riggins with the pick, too. Those those plays are going to fire up this crowd and, and get them to stay for the entire game and give them momentum. From, from what I've been hearing, Ohio State has returned some of their tickets that were allotted to them. Uh, I, I don't know how, how many there were, but all of a sudden the tickets were available in the Ohio State sections. Uh, and from what I've heard from the from the athletic department is that most of the tickets that were sold through them have been to Indiana addresses or Indiana area codes, however they track them. Now I don't know the final destination of those tickets. There are a ton of tickets on StubHub, so who knows? Uh, but I think this is going to be a pro IU crowd. A largely pro IU crowd, uh, and if they could get an early takeaway, it's going to be, be uh, it's going to be a, a zoo, and it's going to you know, Ohio State's used to playing in these games. It's something that Indiana's going to have to get used to. TJ, what do you you know? You said you liked how they embrace this, but is there something that IU needs to do to keep them from from getting caught up in the moment too much?
1: Uh, it's a it's a very very tough task for the coaching staff, and I'm sure that, uh, that well, I mean Tom Allen wouldn't have it any other way for his first it was first real game in charge. I mean you, you could say what the bowl game was, but this is you know this is his team now, his program now, and, and I think this is the first game where you can say that, uh, and I'm sure he wouldn't have it any other way. But still, this is a significant challenge. Uh, for a guy in his first uh first f b s head coaching game to like you said figure out a way to, to keep these players from uh, getting too geared up for this i mean this has been uh, spent on obviously on the schedule as the as the opener, and since then um it's only built in excitement and anticipation as more and more things get tacked onto it college game day coming, honoring Lee Corso, um, you know, Ohio State getting number two in the polls, uh, the excitement around campus, uh, just, you know, all the things that have been added on to this game. And it, it's it's important to embrace it, and I think that that's been the, the right move. But it is going to be difficult to, uh, you know, for guys like Richard Lego who has spent so much of the off season working on improving his decision-making and being okay with check downs uh, and and trying to do a better job of taking care of the ball. Well, I mean, nothing would undo that for at least one game quicker than being too riled up and uh, trying a little bit too hard to make a big play early and force a ball in there that gets picked off and deflates the crowd a little bit. Uh, So I think that that's probably what I'm most concerned about is that uh, Richard Lego gets a little bit too geared up and and just for one play forgets all that work he put in on decision-making, tries to force it in, and Ohio State's secondary makes a play, which does two things. One, uh, might put a little doubt in Indiana's offensive mind. And number two, it builds confidence in the Ohio State secondary Uh, which, again, as I said, inexperienced. um, And, you know, giving them that type of confidence early on uh, would obviously be, you know, a a down negative for Lego and the the Hoosiers. So that's probably the one thing I'm most concerned about. But I I do have faith that uh, once the game kicks off and you get through those first few season-opening jitters, I think it settles into being at least for the players, not for the fans, but for the players. I think it does settle into being a game between two talented teams, one of them more talented than the other, but still, the Hoosiers are talented. Uh, Between two talented Big Ten teams that, uh, you know, are going to go at each other. I think the Kevin Wilson stuff goes out the window very quickly. I think the game day stuff goes out the window very quickly, and it it just turns into a game between two teams, and it comes down to who – uh, who executes better, and who is able to make those big plays, you know, on third down or when you're in the uh, in the red zone or the scoring zone, executing better? I think it's going to come down to those things, not you know who who deals with the, the pressure better, because I do think that that stuff will fade away pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, I, I think. I think it will fade away pretty quickly. When, once you get into the game, once you get, you know, maybe a drive or two in, uh, but my big worry like you besides just kind of being overwhelmed by the moment and forgetting all the stuff that you've learned in the off season is, you know, you're too juiced up and you make a a, a play that, that costs the team a penalty, uh, you know, a late hit out of bounds, jumping off sides. Uh, false starts, things like that, um, are a good way to to shoot yourself in the foot. That's what I'm worried about is just losing focus for a little bit, uh, especially if IU takes the ball on the first drive. I, I I would defer if I if I win the toss. I'm deferring. I'm gonna put my strength out there. And not saying that that, that Tom Allen doesn't trust his offense, but I I would rather have my offense starting the second half uh, with a one half under their belts and then. Start the start the game with defense on the field, and it, it would give you a huge confidence boost if you could get that, uh, Ohio State to punt in their first drive. Uh, fans will get into it, and just avoid those penalties. Just avoid the late hit out of bounds, the the incidental face masks. You know things that you saw that IU did against FIU last year. They had FIU stopped. Uh, T gray, I think it was T gray scales uh, sacks quarterback, grabs him by the face mask um a busted coverage in Marcelino ball you know things like that jumping off sides on a third and four giving them first downs those are the things the opening night jitters that i worry about on the first drive after that uh you know it's it's anybody's game if you could if i you could survive the first drive of each team uh, and still be in this game you're in, you're in for a dogfight and that goes for the first 5 minutes of the second half too if you could survive the first five minutes, the last five minutes of the first half and, and the same at the end of the game, you're in for dogfight. And, and this game's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking as a fan now. It, it is, I'm getting restless for, for this game. So it's going to be awesome either way. Uh, but I, I, I think that the atmosphere plays into the, those first five minutes, the first two drives for each team uh, a little bit. Uh, TJ, let's get to predictions and then uh, we'll, we'll, uh, We'll be done with the podcast and on to game day.
1: Yeah, I, I struggled with this quite a bit. And I, I do want to make it clear. I'm, I'm very high on this Indiana team and the potential, uh, that it has to have itself a a very nice season. I, I do think the Hoosiers are going to quit themselves, uh, quite well on Thursday night. show they're capable of having a very strong season, um, but I, I happen to think that the Buckeyes are one of the best four teams in the country, um, and I, I expect them to win the Big Ten. And I think that Thursday night is going to be the first step for them to make just enough big plays to get out of Bloomington with a win, uh, eventually pulling away just a tad bit for 34 to 20 victory. Uh, so Ohio State 34, Indiana 20. But I do think that the Hoosiers uh, make it a, a tight contest throughout and really make Ohio State work for it, play well to get the win. Um, and I'm not suggesting Indiana should, should walk away from that, you know, thrilled with some type of moral victory. Uh, but I am suggesting that I think Indiana uh, will play well enough to give fans some real hope for the rest of the season. And since it's our last podcast before the season kicks off, I guess we'll get our official season predictions in there, and I'll go with seven and five for the Hoosiers. If we haven't done that already, I, I my memory is is uh, slipping some, but uh, I'm going to go seven and five regular season game, whoever that is. Um, and I think that would qualify as a breakthrough uh, for the Hoosiers, and that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm looking forward to. I can't wait for Thursday night to get this thing rolling.
2: Yeah, Thursday night's going to be awesome. And, you know, I we did our, our Q&A with, with the Bucknacht site, which is uh, Ohio State's 247 site. I gave my prediction on there, and I made the mistake of looking at the comments, and, and people were calling me a clown for saying that it would be that close. So half of me really, really wants uh, to say IU's going to win. Um, but uh, the more reasonable half of me uh, says that, you know doing a prediction if betting on the game uh things like that i i, I have to pick ohio state iu is going to keep it close i picked the final score 38 31 uh i i think IU's offense is being underrated a little bit nationally uh with with mike the coming in he he was really good at tennessee especially in the fourth quarter uh you have richard Lego who who looks so much more improved. The running game's better than people expect. Uh, it's going to come down to the, can the offensive line create those opportunities? I think, you know, it might take some time for to feel each other out. I don't think Ohio State's going to score 80 points as much as Kevin Wilson would love to score a hundred points on IU. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you know, I think people are kind of oversold him at Ohio State is great hire. He's a great offensive mind. But all of a sudden, Ohio State's going to score 100 points a game? I don't think so. So I'm going to go Ohio State 38, IU 31 um, with the realist in me. The the crazy fan who is called a clown and just wants to beat Ohio State thinks IU's going to win. I think IU does have a good chance at this. they got to get off to a good start. They can't fall behind like they did last year. Uh, in certain things they need to we'll put our keys to victory out tomorrow they have to hit every single one of those play you know play well in in all three phases win the turnover battle Uh, you know control your emotions don't get caught up in the moment Uh, enjoy the moment but don't get caught up in 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 it Uh, don't become one-dimensional on offense that was a problem last year We saw Indiana either became run heavy and not effective, or they became pass heavy and just didn't run the ball and and still lost. Uh, So those are some of the keys that IU needs to do and make some plays on special teams uh, and contain that Ohio State running game. Uh, Tom Allen said that this team does not need to play a perfect game uh, to win on Thursday. I agree with that. They don't need to play a perfect game, and I don't think they need to feel the pressure of playing a perfect game. They just need to execute certain things better than Ohio State does to do it. And if you win the turnover battle and get off the field on defense and make some plays in the red zone that you weren't making last year, they should be right in this to the end, and that's going to be – it's going to be a tremendous night on Thursday night. So TJ, thanks for, um, thanks for joining us. It's finally game day on Thursday. And, uh, thanks for, for being along with us for, for the whole entire off season.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. As always, uh, definitely, uh, the pleasure is mine. I want to thank the, thank the listeners for sticking with us throughout the off season. And now we can do good stuff and we will have our, uh, our post game show, um, after the Ohio State game, Uh, and of course, we're hoping that, uh, like you said, that we can be celebrating a historic victory, but regardless of the outcome game, it is the first of a, uh, it's a long season, not as long as we'd all like, but uh, still, it's just the first game, and we'll be here for the whole season to cover all of it, so, uh, of course, you know, looking forward to getting this thing uh, underway, and we'll be here for the whole thing.
2: Yep. All right. That does it for the Hoosier Huddle pregame show for Ohio State, Indiana. Games uh, kickoff is at eight o'clock on Thursday night on ESPN. The game's on every channel on ESPN uh, with the mega cast. Uh, We also have, uh, we're going to do a live tailgate show that'll be broadcast on our YouTube channel uh, at three o'clock in the parking lot. If you are in Bloomington, uh, come out to Lot 10 or 11. Uh, it's the Purple Lots. It's actually in between. Uh, we'll be doing our tailgate show from there uh, with David Sugarman and Alex Compton and myself. And we'll also have a live post-game uh, video on the field after the game uh, that we'll also put up on the site. So uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. And come back to our, our site, com early and often for all your Uh, IU football season coverage. Thank you and have a good night.
3: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
0: Hi, checking in for...
3: Or the perfect table.
0: Hey, where are you?
4: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
0: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall.